We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 20th, 2015. Next report is entitled, uh, a German reporter says ISIS plans on killing hundreds of millions of people in religious cleansing. So I'm kind of trying to bolster what we're talking about here, which is just not my opinion. We're hearing it, you know, from a lot of different sources here. Uh, Jürgen Todenhofer, the first Western reporter to embed with ICE, Islamic state fighters or ISIS uh, and not killed in the process, because <laughs> everyone else of them have been killed, uh, spoke to Al Jazeera about his time with the terror group. Todhofer lived side by side with the, the jihadist fighters for 10 days in the Islamic State stronghold, city of Mosul, Iraq. He was accompanied only by his son, who served as his cameraman. Quote, he said, I always asked them about the value of mercy in Islam, but I didn't see any mercy in their behavior. Hmm, imagine that. He added, something that I don't understand at all is the enthusiasm in their plan of religious cleansing. Planning to kill the non-believers, they also will kill Muslim Democrats because they believe that the non-ISIL Muslims put the laws of human beings above the commandments of God. They mean Allah, because God and Allah are not the same thing. They're absolutely diametrically opposed. One's a fallen angel and one is the God of the universe. And, you know, anyway, what does that mean? What does that last statement believe? Remember what I said before about the moderate Muslims or the ones that are considered, oh, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, peace loving. There's going to come a day, and this is already happening all over the world, where you are not going to have that as an option if you want to be a Muslim. You're going to have to get on the old radical, totally radical bandwagon. And a lot of them are cheering what is going on. They may be doing it silently. They may be doing it in their head, but they're cheering every bit of it. So those would be ones that are like Trojan horse Muslims. They're just here. And then probably there is a certain sect of Muslims that don't read the Quran that are not fundamentalist to their faith and think that Islam is a religion of peace because they don't know the first thing about their devil death cult. And they would say, oh, no, no, we, we want peace, even though I don't even really believe that. Um, and those would be the ones that would be cleansed, for sure. These would be the these Muslim Democrats okay, that they're in reference to here. The German reporter then elaborated on how shocked he was about how willing to kill the ISIS fighters are. He said that they were ready to commit genocide. They were talking about killing hundreds of millions. They were enthusiastic about it. I just cannot understand that. Well, it's called being demon-possessed to the toenails, being of your father, the devil, and of his lusts, and of his works, you will do. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy when they're just like their father, the devil. So that's what they're that's what they're all about. That's why they have that zeal and enthusiasm to carry this out. And they're they're willing to die to carry out this, you know, commission, this unholy, hellish commission. So this is this is what their mindset is. Okay? 
he warned that the Islamic State is much stronger than we think and that their recruitment has brought motivated jihadis from across the globe. Each day, hundreds of new enthusiastic fighters are arriving. There has been an incredible enthusiasm that I've never seen in any other war zone I have been to. End of quote. So that's a objective third party that was basically lived among them for 10 days and this is what he reported on you know so that's how wicked and evil they are um this was something that i received the other day it's called americans in the world should understand that islam is at war with us and refusing to fight or making concessions will not change their intentions uh we didn't have to do anything to insult them We didn't have to do anything to insult them. Whether they say that we insulted them or whether we didn't, we didn't have to do anything. Our very existence is an insult to them by not converting to Islam. Okay, by being an infidel, a non-believer in Islam. That's all it takes to get your head chopped off, to get raped, killed, burned. That's all it takes. You could be the most peace-loving person in the world. You could open your arms wide open when you see the jihadis run up on your on your doorstep with their uh, implements of war. And, you know, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. The war will not stop until all Jews are dead and all Christians and non-believers are either converted to Islam or dead. That's how Islam sees this, okay? ISIS has claimed the new caliphate and all Muslims understand and hope that it is a sign and that the caliphate will defeat all non-believers and Islam will rule the world. It explains why individuals and small groups are attacking non-believers all over the world. This is why ISIS must be opposed. A short history lesson. In 732 AD, the Muslim army, which was moving on Paris, was defeated and turned back at Tours, France by Charles Martel. In 1571 AD, the Muslim army and navy was defeated by the Italians and Austrians as they tried to cross the Mediterranean to attack southern Europe in the Battle of uh, Lepanto. In 1683 AD, the Muslim Turkish army attacking Eastern Europe was finally defeated in the Battle of Vienna by German and Polish Christian armies. This garbage has been going on for over 1400 years and half of these evil politicians claim they don't even know it. If these battles had not been won, we might be speaking Arabic and Christianity could be non-existent. Judaism certainly would most be totally non-existent. And let us not forget that Hitler was an admirer of Islam and that the Mufti of Jerusalem was Hitler's great guest in Berlin and raised uh, and raised Bosnian Muslim SS divisions, the 13th and the 21st Waffen SS divisions, who killed Jews, Russians, Gypsies, and other subhumans, quote, subhumans that they viewed. Um, in 1783 AD, when British colonies um, that would become the United States of America gained independence from Great Britain, five Muslim countries of North Africa declared war on our newly independent nation hijacking and kidnapping merchant sailors and selling them for ransom or into slavery. So 
Don't think this is just some kind of modern day aberration that all of a sudden Islam was such a wonderful, wonderful religion of peace all these years. And all of a sudden they just, I don't know, there's something got up their craw. They, they just, I don't know, they woke up on the wrong side of bed. They, they ate their, their um, grunchy, grumpy flakes this morning for, for breakfast and they just got an attitude. No, they've always been this way. It's just they've always been turned back. They've always been smashed in the head, and that's the only thing that a devil death cult like this will understand, okay, is, is being beaten, okay? That's the, only, that's the only option for something like this. They are pure evil and will kill and annihilate if you let them, okay? Kill innocent women, children, it doesn't matter in the most horrific ways you can imagine, and there's nothing Christian about letting all of that happen. Oh, just let it all happen. Let him just kill all the women and children. Heck, take my wife and children too. Kill me. That's really Christian. You know, it's really amazing to, to look at things like that. You know, um, I think it'd be a little bit more Christian to protect the innocent, to protect your family. You know, the Bible says he that provideth not for his own house is has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. An infidel being, in this case, a non-believer in Christianity or someone who's departed the faith of Christianity. Providing for your family also implies protection. And um, you can see my teaching, you can key in um, biblical self-defense or whatever, the tenets for that. I, I have done whole teachings on that where I lay that out. So let's go further here. And um, see where we left off. Okay, so we were, um, they were hijacking and kidnapping merchant sailors and selling them for ransom or into slavery. Okay, um, this is after five Muslim countries of North Africa declared war on our newly independent nation. This was in 1783. When the United States of America was established, we were forced to pay extortion fees amounting to 20 to 25 percent of our federal budget to those Muslim countries to keep them from hijacking and kidnapping. I mean, they're just slime bags. This is all they can do is evil. It's all they're, 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 you look at their countries and wherever Islam, I mean, radicalized Islam in, in particular, you, you look at what it does to, you know, the fruit it produces. It's just always horrific. It's just always evil. And, and so, um, it took two administrations, Washington and Adams, to build a sufficient navy so that President Jefferson in 1805 could send a navy and marines to conquer Tripoli and end the piracy. Islam has been at war with the United States since its founding. Okay, so that's something very important to understand that, that concept, okay? Uh, they've always been evil. They've been evil from their inception, from their, from their pedophile master leader, devil boy Muhammad and his pedophilic nature and, and taking six-year-old wives and, and this type of stuff. They've always been evil. So a wicked and rotten tree will always bear wicked and rotten fruit. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Their foundations were corrupt from the beginning and they're never going to be uncorrupted. So let's go further here. This is a, a report on... Now let's start bringing it back to 
and I know not all my, my listeners are America, but this, this would apply to any country, okay? Because this is pretty much going on across the globe. But this is entitled Obama's Islamic Terror Cells in the United States. Now, I know I've reported on this before, but this is some new information as well, not, not just totally redundant of what we've covered in the past. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll this now. Where was the president? Attorney General Eric Holder was in Paris for a terrorism summit with French President Hollande, but darted out just before world leaders historically convened to pay their respects to the fallen Charlie Hebdo cartoonist. Holder then went on a media blitz, claiming that there is no credible threat to Americans. The entire threat environment is as dangerous as anything you've seen since 9-11. Is that still the case? Yeah, I would say that that's true, although there's not a specific credible threat that I can point to. It makes the average American wonder what the Obama administration is hiding when anyone can go online and discover the clear and present danger of decades-old State Department documents revealing what has been lurking within at least 22 of our United States. secret videotape uncovered by our investigation team. Sheikh Jelani is seen here both recruiting American Muslims and instructing them in Islamic guerrilla warfare tactics. The tape is known as Soldiers of Allah. This is a guy from America. He established um, his um, terroristic Islamic terror cells, Soldiers of Allah, or SOA. I thought they were the Sons of Anarchy. Anyway, um, and we are establishing training camps. Training camps. You can reach us. All in in America. Upstate New York, Canada, or Michigan, or in South Carolina. And, I mean, this this is a guy that, I mean, is going to train you how to, you know, strap on a nail bomb and run into a cafe and blow everybody up. I mean, this is, these are the, this level and this, this goes on in America and they're allowed to just continue to exist and no, no slap on the hand, no nothing. Could you imagine if Christians like were, were doing this and plotting this and, and the, <laughs> they would be so far in jail or so far dead and the poster boy for every liberal media outlet out there. I mean, but they can do it all day long, though, the Muslims. Or in Michigan, or in South Carolina, or in Pakistan, wherever we are, you can reach us. You're most welcome to join one of the you know, advanced training groups in Islamic military. So you're, you're more than welcome to, to join our advanced training course in Islamic military warfare. I wonder what their goal is. I, I mean, I, I'm sure it's puritanical and, and wonderfully peaceful. Yeah. 
the Clarion Project, who I work for, we broke this story uh, about how a terrorist enclave has been detected in Texas. We know this from declassified FBI documents. There was originally some broad intelligence about it, and so we started investigating. We figured out the group's front organizations that they were using in Texas, and then some activists from a group called Act for America went and verified the specific location so that we made sure that we, we definitely knew what we were talking about. And then we got declassified FBI documents and confirmed it from that end. Uh, so we know for a fact that this organization that runs the 22 villages, as they call them, also have one in Texas. In 2001, ATF Special Agent Thomas P. Gallagher testified in court that individuals from the organization Muslims of the Americas are trained in Hancock, New York. And if they pass the training in Hancock, New York, are then sent to Pakistan for training and paramilitary and survivalist training by Mr. Jelani. On January 23, 2002, American journalist Daniel Pearl was kidnapped on his way to question Sheikh Mumbarak Ali Jelani's connection to shoe bomber Richard Reed in downtown Karachi. Nine days later, Pearl was decapitated. On May 16th, his severed head and decomposed body were found cut into 10 pieces. Jelani was temporarily in Pakistani custody after the kidnapping. The main compound near the town of Hancock in upstate New York, known as Holy Islamburg, was founded in 1980 by Jelani as a religious sanctuary for devout Muslims. This land is located near the reservoir that supplies most of New York City's drinking water. And now, remember that the land is right next to the reservoir that supplies most of New York City's drinking water. Basically, you know, I mean, I, New York, L.A., two biggest cities, okay? And this is right next to that. So that'll... Just remember that when we get into the next report. In fact, most of the compounds are near strategic locations within the United States designed to affect a mass population event at any time. They've all they've all prepositioned themselves ahead of time. These aren't just hodgepodge um, terrorist enclaves. They have taken a lot and I'm I'm sure that they've had a lot of help making sure that they've they've got these strategically located so that when they are actually given the green light to do what they're going to do to bring maximum shock and awe to bring that order out of chaos okay and th they're going to be perfectly prepositioned to to um inflict as much tear and whore as possible According to the 2006 law enforcement report, Jelani opened his compounds near significant infrastructure targets. Islamville is less than five miles away from the Katava nuclear facility. The FBI's own document. So it's the ones right next to a nuclear facility. And remember, these dudes, they don't care about dying. I mean, that's the red badge of courage for them. They think they're going to go get their 72 virgins and, and white-skinned boys. That's the ass part of the deal. White-skinned boys. And um, as I said, the pedophilic there's a big, gigantic uh, homosexual bent on this as well that's not talked about too much. Just key in Dancing Boys of Afghanistan, if you don't believe that. Because <laughs> there's some really sick garbage that goes on with Islam. And you would expect that from something so wicked and evil. I mean, you're not going to expect anything less than that, really. 
documents define the Muslims of America as an autonomous organization which possesses an infrastructure capable of planning and mounting terrorist campaigns overseas and here within the U.S. How can the Obama administration claim they are concerned about lone wolf attacks, i.e. gun owners, tea partiers, and constitutionalists, when training videos clearly link Shiite Mubarak Ali Jelani to an expanding network of radical Islamic cells within the United States? Further State Department documents have not listed Fukra as a terror organization, regardless of countless felonies committed by its members. Jelani's intent is echoed by the Muslim Brotherhood with slogans like, God is our objective, the Prophet is our leader, the Quran is our law, Jihad is our way. Dying in the way of God is our highest hope. And Obama's ties to the Muslim Brotherhood are becoming increasingly well known. Why? Why President Barack Hussein not hitting hard on the terrorists and on ISIS? And I know it sounds crazy, but bear with me. President Barack was born after his older brother Malik. The father, Mr. Hussein, named his son Malik, and that's one of God's names in Islam. The second son, he named him Barack. What is Okay, now here's a picture of, of uh, Obama, Barack Obama, and his brother Malik, okay, in, looks like in the Oval Office. Malik's, I mean, dressed in full Muslim garb, okay? Barack mean. Barack is the right Prophet Muhammad, and we can see... Mr. Malik. So I'm not sure what he said there, but it had something to do with the Prophet Muhammad. Whereas Malik's name means God, I guess. And I would, you know, I don't know if, if that relates to Allah. Or I guess it would in their religion. But Barak's name has something to do with the Prophet Muhammad. Okay, this is how radicalized their dad was. Sitting with Mr. Obama, visiting him in the White House. Mr. Malik is in charge of the Muslim Brotherhood in Africa. There's a lot of finances going on through Mr. Malik, and we can see him in another picture holding the Yemenian dagger on his waist, and he is a big supporter to the Muslim Brotherhood. And that explains that Mr. Barak is not hitting hard on the Muslim Brotherhood. On the contrary, he took them off the terrorist list for years and years the Muslim Brotherhood is on the terrorist list around the world. In the Arab world, who knows them best? But Mr. Barak decided to take them off the terrorist list and start to be sponsoring them and put them in charge of Egypt. So did you hear that? Barak took the Muslim Brotherhood off the terrorist list, the Muslim Brotherhood that his, that his brother is highly affiliated with, took him off the terrorist watch list and then actually started sponsoring them look at all of the funding and all of the people he's moved all his islamic czars that he's moved into high political office and 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 you know i mean this is we have a muslim in the white house and he has done everything he can not so stealthily either i mean it's been pretty much in your face to bring islam into washington dc um, to give it all kinds of preferential treatment, to protect it, to fund it, to, you know, train it. Everything that, that you could imagine to help Islam out, Barack, insane Obama, has done. 
And so this is this is the the state we find ourselves in. The IRS and your tax dollars allow these nonprofit organizations openly hell bent on the destruction of the United States to operate within the United States. Demographics show that the Muslim birth rate is the world's highest, but it is falling faster than the birth rate of any culture. The Muslim world currently has 25 million idle young men struggling to follow the immigration path to Western Europe and the United States to escape abject poverty and diminishing resources. Now the Obama administration is playing semantics with the usage of the term radical Islam in an apparent bid to paint their investment in a better light. The lengths to which you will go to avoid telling... Here's the report. Obama bypasses Congress, gives $1.5 billion, not million, billion to the Muslim Brotherhood. What on God's green earth are we giving these devils a dime for? And this devil gives them $1.5 billion us the truth about the enemy is becoming comical it's certainly embarrassing uh, for example he will never forget about that we use the word jihadist he'll never use that but he refuses to use the word Islamist which is used throughout the Muslim world it's used by journalists by authors there are a variety of reasons why but, people... but was radical Islam one of them there are a variety of reasons why people do these things. Some of the- so this is this is a uh, I don't know somebody questioning Eric Holder here, House Judiciary Committee Rayburn Office Building meeting, uh, just Justice Department oversight, and Eric Holder being the the fork tongue devil that he is is trying to worm his way out of this as well. Them are potentially religious. Okay, but all I'm asking um, is if you think among those variety of reasons, radical Islam might have been one of the reasons uh, that the individuals took the steps that they did. We see, say, radical Islam. I mean, I think those people who espouse a, a version of Islam that is not... Are you, are you uncomfortable? That, that, that ver- radical Islam is Islam. It's fundamental Islam. It is, it is going to become more and more the norm, and we're seeing that as the days go by. If it was actually becoming more peaceful, we would see evidence of that. But all we see is evidence of it becoming more and more radicalized, more and more true to what the Quran and the other unholy books in their devil death cult teaches. Attributing any of their actions to radical Islam, it sounds like. No, I don't want to say anything negative about a religion that is. No, no, not I'm not talking. About- what, what a devil! What a fork tongued devil! I want. I don't want to say anything negative about a religion. It's the only one. I guarantee he'd stomp all over Christianity. But if it's Islam, oh no, no, we mustn't offend. But religion, like a lot about radical Islam. I'm not talking about the general religion, Mr. Ag. It's hard to. You know. The general religion is that they're just the ones that aren't doing it aren't chopping off the heads and beheading everybody, they're not being fundamental to the faith of Islam. They're not waging holy jihad. Okay? But a lot of them are going to get on board, like I said. And if they don't, they'll be killed too. I get an answer, yes or no. But And look, the Middle East is coming apart with this administration's policy. Look at Libya. We should never have gone into Libya. Gaddafi was on our side. Look at Egypt. Morsi is now going after the Muslim Brotherhood and the radical Islamists, and we've got Muslim Brotherhood in the U.S. government today. And and so Wait, who, what's who, going who, on who in Syria? Who from the Muslim gov- Brotherhood is in the U.S. government right now? Who? Yes. Uh, oh, look, uh, I haven't got their names. Ag- okay, they, now they're, 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 I have went over this before. One of them is Rashad Hussan. Uh, um, exactly, but... Another one is... Um, 
You knew Obama envoy has history of engagement with the U.S. Muslim Brotherhood called Al Aryan case politically motivated persecution. Anyway, they're they're flashing a lot of them. I've got into this before and listed all the people that he has, the radical Islamists he has inserted into high level government. Uh, uh, Barack. So, um, they're there. Oh, they're there, and they're there for for a really nefarious reason. There's a, a list of them, at least ten or fifteen of them. Do you know any major Arab ally that embraces ISIL? I know major Arab allies who fund them. He spent about an hour meeting with five different rebel commanders who came from all over Syria to plead with him for heavier weapons, a no-fly zone, and airstrikes against the forces of President Bashar al-Assad. Arming the enemy and advancing its movement towards the United States' wide open borders. If ever a U.S. president committed treason and deserved impeachment, the time is now. Regardless of our long-standing stance on religious freedom, these terror cells are being protected for what blatantly appears to be a key component of the new world orders in game on American soil. Remember the terror cells are being protected for this this time that's coming. Okay, it could be here who knows when very shortly. And I've been again I've been warning about this for years. And they're going to be used in that time to bring about and foment maximum order out of chaos, maximum shock and awe. But they're all they're they're here on purpose. Um Prepositioned ahead of time. I'm Joe Biggs with Infowars.com. Okay, so that was that report. And um, this next one is entitled 22 Islamic Terror Camps Verified Inside the U.S. Last week's brazen attack by a homegrown terrorist cell in France that targeted the staff of satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo has sparked renewed interest in potential cells operating within the U.S. And there are many. The FBI is aware of at least 22 paramilitary Islamic communes in the U.S. operated by the shadow, shadowy Pakistani group Jamaat al-Fukra and its main U.S. front group, group Muslims of the Americas. With its headquarters in Islamburg, New York, the group headed by Pakistani cleric Sheikh Mubarak al-Ghalani operates communes in mostly remote areas of California, Georgia, South Carolina, uh, New York, Texas, Virginia, West Virginia, Michigan, Tennessee, and other states. Now remember, this is just one sect of Islam doing this. He's not the only one. Pamela Geller, author of Atlas Shrugs blog and the book Stop the Islamization of America has been following the militant training compound since 2007. Most of the recruits living at these communes are African Americans who have converted to Islam while doing hard time in state or federal prisons. That's what they do. The Muslims go into the prisons, they, they go to the um, to the black male population and they basically harp on the fact that you've been repressed, you were this, you were that, it's all the white man's fault, now what are you going to do about it? I'll tell you what, we can show you a better way. The white man has suppressed us as well. Now I'm just saying, this is not about, for me, white, black, whatever. This is this is their rhetoric, okay? And they're saying that, okay, listen, join us and we'll we'll show you how to really wage war on the white man and in his system and we're going to bring it down and we're going to and we've already got all of these things in place and this is the true path anyway and so this is what this is where they get most of their converts from i've went into this before um they have operated under the not so watchful eye of the fbi since early 1980 she says but few americans are aware of their existence 
all these years later. Galani's group operates a slick website in which a female narrator in one promo video waxes beautifully how the group has rescued so many young Americans from a life of crime, drugs, and poverty. Oh, rescued them. Rescued them so they're on their path straight to hell. They haven't rescued anything. The group claims to focus on a ministry to indigenous American Muslims. One would never guess from the video that the group trains young men and women in the use of small arms and military tactics, and basically how to kill us. Uh, a January 2003 investigative summary by the FBI states the caption investigative investigation of the Muslims of America is based upon specific and articulate facts giving justification to the belief that they are engaged in international terrorism or activities in preparation thereof. In a recruitment video captured from Galani's Soldiers of Allah, Galani states, We are fighting to destroy the enemy. We are dealing with evil at its roots, and its roots are America. I mean, that's the that's that devil that they were just playing there, the guy that you probably didn't understand why he was saying, but I was basically saying, he's the leader. He says in the video, we are fighting to destroy the enemy. This is the one that has the 22 military compounds, the ones that are strategically located near water reservoirs, near nuclear power plants. He says, he's the leader. He says, we are fighting to destroy the enemy. We are dealing with evil at its roots, and its roots are America. What forked tongue, I mean... (laughs) But you're 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 puritanical, Galani. You're you're not evil. You're wonderful. Everything you do produces wonderful fruit. I mean, the absolute satanic blindness of these devils. It just defies any kind of logic you could even wrap your head around. Yet the MOA or Muslims of America is not on the U.S. Department of U.S. State Department's list of terrorist organizations. Even after that last statement. No, they're not. No, they're good guys. Probably they haven't been raided because Jamaat al-Fukra is not listed as a terrorist group by the U.S. government and because there is a great reluctance among government and law enforcement agencies across the board, no matter who is president, to appear to be anti-Muslim, Pamela Geller told WorldNet Daily. Indeed, the MOA has operated freely under the watch of every president since Ronald Reagan. The group's leader, Jelani, moved to America from Pakistan in 1979 and has been developing his network of communes ever since. <laughs> Let me tell you something. These, these terror cells have been, they've been there for a long time and they're just waiting to get the green light. They're making biologicals. They're making thing like, they're making stuff like anthrax and all kind of other biological agents that they can release and, and release it into the water supply to, to um, blow up nuclear power plants to just create as much to, to target the uh, grid system. And when it when it goes down, they're going to be given free reign to do whatever they want to do. They're, the, the, the troops that might be, I really believe the military that might be monitoring them will all be told to stand down so that they can basically operate unhindered. And then, and then they'll be sent in maybe after the fact, after the job's been done to... to um, you know, appear like, oh, we, we tried to save the day, but we couldn't, you know. Well, they, they probably couldn't because their hands are going to be tied, most likely. That's the way I see if if they're able to get away with this it going down. So, um, he was once investigated by the Pakistani government for possible involvement in the murder of Wall Street Journal reporter 
Daniel Pearl, some reports say he has as many as 35 affiliated compounds throughout the U.S., and he's only one Muslim. Okay, so these are just the compounds he's responsible for. Um, so, anyway, that's that's another report there. So, let's continue to go a little bit further. This is from a listener, and it's entitled, Islamic Terrorist Training Camps Revealed Inside the U- U.S., after the Paris Islamic attacks, you should watch the five-minute video below and forward this to as many Americans uh, as, as need be, because as, we need to be as committed as the Islamic radicals are. And it, there is the link to those those pictures I had told you about of them protesting in the streets and these unbelievable signs they hold up, which really, you know, if you don't believe their agenda, all you got to do is, is look at what, they, what signs they're holding up in the streets in broad daylight to, to know where their agenda is, and it's total domination of the planet. Uh, I'm going to play this short video here. It gives us a little more insight on what's going on here. Think terror training camps are only located in places like Pakistan? Think again. Our next guest has proof that radical Muslims are training to wage jihad right here in our own backyards. And Thanks, Peter. Are radical Muslim jihadists training right under our noses on American soil? Well, according to a new book, dozens of terrorist training compounds have been scattered across the United States of America for more than three decades. And joining us now is the author of Twilight in America and the founder and president of the Christian Action Network, Martin Moyer. Good to see you. How'd you become interested in trying to see how many of these camps exist right under our noses? Well, we had been writing some issues about radical Islam and an FBI agent came up to our office and said, do you understand you have a terrorist compound of Islamic Muslim training about 30 miles from your office, so you better be careful with what you're doing. Yeah. That's how we came in arrested. Also, I understand a guy who uh, was recruited out of prison to live and wound up living with these uh, people at the terror training camps who had been working with the NYPD, a fellow by the name of Ali Aziz, came up to you and he goes, look, i got to tell you the story because if people knew what was going on here, they'd be horrified. Yeah, you know, Steve, most people have never heard of Jamaat Afruka in the United States. It's a very foreign name, but almost everybody's heard of Wall Street Journal Daniel Pearl. Sure. And Daniel Pearl was on his way to investigate the leader of these compounds in America when he was kidnapped and beheaded and dismembered. This book and what Ali has to say pretty much tells the rest of Daniel Pearl's investigation, that they've been here for over three decades, that they have committed assassinations and murders and kidnappings, that they're involved in drug running and gun running, uh, that their whole goal is to purify Islam through violence. But what Ali had to say was even more shocking. He spent eight years inside of these terrorist camps as an undercover agent for the NYPD. And he basically told me the three M's. That is, they're still engaging in murder and that they still do military training, jihadist training, to strike and attack such objects as water treatment tanks, plants, mm-hmm. nuclear power facilities, and that he calls them modern warrior slaves. Mm-hmm. Very frightening stuff what he had to no, tell I want to take a look at a map because these are the 17 camps that... I, I mean, again, can you imagine any other, even any other religious group? A Christians would be like the main, but if they were... Tra- if they were I mean, this is widely known they're trying to do this. They're, they're training to do this. And yet they're allowed to just continue to exist. I mean, this is just the absolute height of insanity other than, obviously, it's all being done by design to use them at the proper time. 
Fox News has been able to confirm through our brain room, you can see that the majority of them are throughout the southeast and northeast uh, corridor. Do uh, law enforcement officials, Martin, uh, know about all of these and are they monitoring them and watching them? You know, there's a lot of different law enforcement agencies involved here. Most of these camps are in rural America, so they're in the backyards of America with very, very small police departments. Uh, in Hancock, mm -hmm. New York, for instance, mm -hmm. the entire police department is made up of just five officers to watch this 80-acre compact. And that's all by design as well. I mean, all of this has been, they've been pre-positioned there by design in these rural communities with small police departments exactly to have the optimal conditions to do what they're going to plan on doing. On that headquarters, this Jamaat camp. And, and we, we just showed, Martin, the, 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 uh, the map that shows 17. Those are the ones we've been able to confirm. You say there are a lot more out there. We just showed some video. What are they doing? What are they doing at these camps? Well, according to Ali, they're training for jihad against America. To now, kill people. To kill people. So it's just, this, this looks like one of those uh, Taliban or, you know, one of the Al-Qaeda training camps that we saw 10 years ago. He said, you have to understand this. These people start at the age of 17 on these compounds with one goal, and that is... The, they're actually showing the training videos that have been, I don't know, I don't know if they've been captured or whatever, but I mean, they're just showing how, you know, they're training to kill people and all the different ways they're going to try to do it. And they've actually got the training videos playing while this guy's talking wage a holy war against America. He said they are proud to be gangsters. Gangsters. And these are Americans, right? These, oh, all of these are Americans, yes, indeed. And where are they recruiting people to come to these camps? Well, a lot of them are recruited out of prison, but the really important ones, the ones that I see are then sent to Pakistan to train under Sheikh Jalani's uh, military compounds he has there, then sent back to the American camps to further the training of the people that live in the United States. I got a feeling after we put up that map with all the camps uh, in the the eastern third of the United States, you're probably going to sell a bunch of books in those areas so people know what's going on in their own neck of the woods. Twilight in America, Martin Moyer, we thank you very much for joining us live. All right, thank you very much. Okay, so there's another witness. The Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, the thing is established. So um, I know we've talked about this before. These are some different videos that I've never played before. And um, considering what just happened in Paris, France, and how they're going to try to use that to take away more of our rights, how this how this death cult has continued to be protected. And obviously they've been protected here. They've been allowed to do whatever they want to do. This is something that could greatly impact you, your families, your neighbors, everyone in a very short period of time. And again, as, as a watchman, that's what I'm commissioned to, to do to try to warn people. And this is definitely something that I see they haven't, they haven't let all this go down and let all this play out and funded these groups and let these groups exist in America for all these years for them for nothing to ever come of any of it is the point I'm trying to make. So um, I'm out of time for part um, two here. We will go to part three next. God bless you.